Welcome to Vitalnomics, the Church Vitality Podcast, a digital arm of the Church Vitality Network. I'm your host, Gary Moritz, and joining me will be today's voices in church revitalization and renewal. This is a place to find spiritual health, active leadership, and finding legacy over longevity. No matter where you are on the revitalization journey, God is writing your story through His church. He's called you to do it. So whatever you do, don't quit. Reach out and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If you find this episode helpful, share it. If you have some helpful insights on revitalization, let's share them on the show. Now, let's get into today's topic. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another conversation of Vitalnomics, where we're encouraging and equipping leaders to mobilize the church toward vitality. And so I'm so super excited about today's conversation. Today's guest is a partner of Vitalnomics, and I'm so excited about this because this is going to be first of many conversations together to help the local churches find vitality. I want to welcome Jim Randall from Exano to the show. What's up, man? Hey, Gary, how are you doing this afternoon, man? You doing well? I'm doing great. You know, I'm so excited about the fact that it's summer because I love barbecues. You like barbecues? I I do love barbecues. I like to eat barbecues better (laughs) than I like to actually cook barbecues. I got friends that do the cooking part. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I love the summer. It's it's such a a great smell in the air. And it's it's funny because I think about the smell of barbecue in the summer and I think the fact that it's God's favorite smell. And you're probably like, where are you getting that from? Well, he wrote a whole book about it. It's called Leviticus. Uh, It's the the barbecue book of theologians. I I love it. It's just a a great, great time of year. And I'm really excited about this conversation in particular, because I I really believe God connected us. Really, I think it was over a top golf event with some mutual friends. It was super cool, wasn't it? Yeah, (laughs) in Orlando, right? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was so awesome. And I'm not a golfer, but that night, I was being made fun of and I actually turned around and God kind of used it and I wound up killing it that night. And my team was shocked. Like, I didn't think you could play golf. I'm like, I don't. So I was like, I just watched what Happy Gilmore did and, and it worked. So uh, right. it's, it's pretty awesome. Well, It'll pay off once or twice <laughs> after that. Uh, you know, it's kinda, it kind of goes downhill sometimes. You keep that form up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, well, Jim, I, I just want to introduce you a little bit to our audience. And, and you're the co-founder, chief executive officer and lead senior navigator for Exano. You've been really guiding churches and organizations all over the country as a vision strategist. I'm just so excited for you to be here. Maybe you can just share a little bit about, kind of a little bit more about your title, um, kind of yeah. what you're doing and, and the size of churches that you're working with. Yeah, no, thank, thanks, Gary. We, uh, we, uh, Exano's been around, man, it's sometimes hard to believe, man. We've been around almost 19 and a half years. We'll be coming up on our 20th, 20th year next, uh, in 2024. So it's really cool to, for us to be able to partner and really serve churches in the area of revitalization and just really church health and growth. So super, super cool. We um, The whole story behind Exano really was birthed out of what we we kind of call this this vision clarity vacuum. Mm. You know, it's that it's that point where you where you look you look around and in some way or another, all of the all of the vision, all of the identity, all of the clarity of the organization is just not there. Right. Right. You uh, and it's been almost nothing worse as a leader, I think. And I've, I've been in these shoes as a leader. Whenever you're uh, you got team members and they they get asked vision questions and clarity questions and they look there like they're looking at the, for an answer like a deer in the headlight or <laughs> they're stumbling on their words or they're you know, they're giving inconsistent thoughts and ideas and 
from other people. And you're just like, oh man, I'm really like tanking in this area. And you know, my title of, of co-founder really kind of was from that clarity vacuum that was in churches as I was serving on church staff in that uh, XP role and that number two role and just realizing, man, there is got, there's got to be a way, a process for churches to have the clarity, to have the culture of health and growth and vibrancy. There's got to be something different than this. And so sure enough, that's kind of how it all, all got going back in, you know, 2004. God's been allowing us to serve ever since, man. No, that's so, so good. I remember when I first heard about Exano, I don't think it was 19 years ago. I think I heard about 15 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I actually, I actually thought it was like a medication. Um, somebody said, you heard of Exano? I'm like, no, I don't, right. I don't take that. And you're like, no, no, it's about church. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good though. You know, it, it's, it's good. I, <laughs> it's good. I love that. I love that. Well, you know, Exano is a Greek word. And so, right, and right. I know you know this, right. but uh, now, and you know, it's not a medication now, right. but uh, you know, it, it's a Greek word. It means to cause to grow. Yeah. Uh, it's that idea of, of just really augmenting something, cultivating something, increase it. So all, especially throughout the uh, uh, New Testament, when you see that cultivating of that seed, it yeah. really is that aspect of growth. And, and that's where Exano came from. That's the word. So it's, yeah. not, a, it's, not, a, it's not a prescription drug, <laughs> right? It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a real thing. It's a real I love thing. It. I love it. I love it. So, so talk about, cause our listeners are probably maybe new to Exano. And, and so just okay. t- talk about like, what is Exano? Just yeah. talk about your whole culture, what you guys do, yeah. cause you're obviously impacting thousands of churches around America. Yeah. It's just so awesome. Yeah. Well, man, I tell you what, there, there is a mantra uh, that I, I almost kind of want to say is, is, is not just true of Exano. I'm going to talk a lot about it today, but I, I really, if there's nothing else today on the, on, the, on the podcast with ministry leaders, I'd love for them to hear. It's really a phrase. It's a mantra that we use quite a bit. And we use the phrase, clarity isn't everything, but clarity changes everything. Mm. And man, we know there is a lot more to this thing called Christian life toward church, toward ministry than just clarity there's a lot more to it right i mean there there is a spiritual transformation it's the work of the the trinity in our lives and in our hearts and our leaders and our churches and we do get that but we also know that that clarity is a big deal for for churches vitality and for churches health and uh when a church lacks that clarity we know Mm. that uh there's going to be some serious pitfalls there are going to be some serious issues that they face so that's what we say. Clarity isn't everything, but you know, clarity will change everything. And it's uh, when we talk about what Exano does, it's almost sometimes embarrassing to say it like this, Gary, but our deliverable are words, like literally words. And and before that sounds just a little bit awkward to, to the listener here, let, let me just remind all of us of this. Words create worlds. That's right. I know that because Genesis tells us that God used words, right, to to take us through creation. And so we really, what we do is we help ministry leaders create the right words to help shape their culture or to help change their trajectory. That's how important those words are for us. And so we're a process consulting firm that that's what we do. We help churches create words that are going to help them uh, to shape the culture, to come to a point of health to that vibrancy, to that vitality. And uh, man, we've just been able to serve the church now uh, for, for 19 and a half years doing that. 
And God's just kind of developed this big tribe around us that's letting us do it and hanging out with us and yeah. and challenge us to do more and more. That's so good. So may, maybe dig a little bit into that. So talk okay. about like your process, like what does Exano okay. actually do for the local church? I mean, yes, words, that's that's yeah. very important. And right, so, right, so right. kind of build on that a little bit. Yeah. So so really what we do is we have some we have some processes. Uh, we're process consulting firms. So we have some processes that we have. Uh, pastors, ministry leaders, we'll call it vision team, uh, a vision team uh, from a local congregation that wants to uh, wants to kind of develop what we would call a new identity. And as a part of that new identity, we're going to help them to develop a vision frame. Now, what that means is we're going to help that ministry leader, that pastor come up with a new mission, a new set of values, a strategy of engagement, the outcomes of, of what it's going to look like, what a disciple may look like. And when that church, and we call that the vision frame, that's the outside of a frame. Mm -hmm. When a church comes up with that vision frame and develops that vision frame, they now have a clear picture of their church's organizational identity. Like they know how they have been uniquely and wonderfully made as a local congregation with this unique thumbprint uh, that they now possess as a vision frame. So that's one of our processes is this vision framing process of a healthy culture. A second process that we do that's pretty, you know, pretty strong, uh, pretty prevalent, and I'll tell you the last three and a half years has just been, wow, everywhere is our vision planning process. Mm. And our vision planning process is all about the one word direction. Mm. So the vision framing process is about the one word identity, and the vision planning process is about the one word direction, mm. or where is God taking us? So where does he want us to go? Where does he want us to do? So you, you want to think in terms of not just traditional strategic planning, because there's a difference in just traditional strategic planning and vision planning. And so this vision planning is where does God want our church to be three years from now, five years from now, seven years from now? What kind of difference does he want us to make in our community and in, uh, throughout the world because of this clarity that God gives us, gives to us? And so we, that's what we do, man. We get to just navigate, work with these vision team, these ministry leaders, move them through multi-month processes where they are discovering that from the inside out, resisting kind of the copy and paste. We call it the photocopied vision where right. you're just kind of grabbing some other churches right. and cut, cut, copy, paste. Uh, so, man, that's that's the practical part of it and just get to partner and move alongside of them. No, that's so that's so important. I, I guess the challenges like with that, like what are some of the challenges that you're seeing? Cause you mentioned copy, copy and paste. When you talk about revitalization, people naturally think it's a, it's a magic bullet, uh, yeah. but, but it's, it's not. So it, your zip code is unique and God's placed you in yeah. your zip code for a reason. And so it, it sounds very much like you guys come in and you help the church realize like, you know, you're unique in the way God's placed you where he has you. And so how do yeah. we how do we live out that identity and direction? To you totally nailed it, totally nailed it. If I were to say that there's two words that that we lean into when we partner with uh, with uh, with churches is number one, we bring what we would call a collaborative vision crafting environment. Mm. And, and that is an environment where what we're gonna do is we're going to, we believe that there, there's greater knowledge, greater understanding, greater insight in a in a body of people a group of people coming together and collaboratively discovering god's will and god's way for the church yeah and so that collaborative vision crafting environment is one of the things that we cultivate a second thing that we bring 
is we bring just this uh, we, we as a matter of fact this is how we say it gary we say we're process experts but the church is context experts oh, that's good so we're going to help you with the process we're going to make sure you're going to go through a uh, a proven process that that has we've mitigated any possibility of a diversion or failure but you're the context expert you're the mm. one that brings your local community you're up there in a very distinctive community outside of boston right i right. mean it's the right. you know it's it's uh it's it's a, it's a whole nother world right now i'm in new orleans um and it's a it's a completely <laughs> different culture down here right that's right that's and right. uh you know, all of, you know, churches working toward build the kingdom, but in a very distinctive way. And God kind of gives us that uh, that process that lets that to be cultivated and be developed in an individual way. So, um, so yeah, that's that's definitely one of the things we bring. But you were leading into the challenges, right? I think kind of yeah, what you like. What right. are some of the some of the challenges that, right. that churches face as ministry leaders? Do you ever hear those phrases that you just kind of like? That is such a trite phrase, but then you're like, man, but it just says it. Right. <laughs> well, one of those annoying ones for me from time to time is that we only know what we know, right? Or we don't know what we don't know, right? Right. Yep. And in, in a way, that's probably one of the biggest challenges that face faces church leaders. Mm-hmm. Ministry leaders typically don't know what they don't know. That there is some type of lid, or there is some type of cap, or there is some type of constraint that keeps them from kind of getting healthy. From right. going to the next level, you know. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure you see it quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. I some churches I walk in and I feel like I'm in the Truman Show because they, yes. they have yeah. their own world and they just keep doing what they've always done the same way, same every day, right. sees the same people, and then once right. they realize there's a whole world out there, they're like, "Wow!" And <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, "Wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> right? <laughs> what's what's going on there? Right? Well, you know, we have to." One of the things that we have to almost do right out of the gate is begin the process of, I'll call it disarming, you know, because there's a lot of times there's arms across, there's skepticism, there's, you know, we know how to do it our way, that type of thing. And uh, so there's actually, man, there's actually a a bit of a a metaphorical story that we tell that as we tell the story and then move the leader through some exercises and just actually some questions after the story, it really begins to kind of remove some of those lids and those caps. And right. it's okay. I'd like to tell you, tell the story. Yeah, and share yeah. With the, yeah, please. You know, it's a simple little story. It's about a pumpkin farmer. And I've done a lot of work in the Midwest, in, uh, all throughout Indiana, uh, lower Illinois, just some key areas, Kansas, you know, just areas right there where it's just, man, that, that heart of the heart of the United States. And uh, you're always kind of coming across a pumpkin farm. I mean, mm. it's just kind of like, I would probably, one of those has got to be the pumpkin capital of the world. I don't know which one it is. I've never researched that. But, um, you know, when you're in that area, you come across these pumpkin farmers and they are serious with their with their crops, man. This is like a, a real deal thing here, right? Mm. They've got seeds that they have been cultivating seeds and they have been acquiring these seeds from decades back from some of the most rich places and, and fertile fruit in the world in order to have great farms mm. and so the the story goes on to kind of talk about this one particular pumpkin farmer who is uh prepared his crops he's gone through and he's tilled up the the ground he's got it all good and ready for the planting of the seeds uh and begins to just kind of walk the rows and scatter the seeds into the rows covers them up covers the that row up and 
you know, make sure there's good fertilizer in there, make sure the water's in there really mm. good. And uh, then over time, you begin to see that that pumpkin crop begin to take root. You know, the seedlings come out of the ground, the vines begin to run, and you begin to see these small pumpkins begin to take off. And then, you know, obviously several months later, several weeks later, you're going to begin to see the fruit of your labors in the in the world of these pumpkins. Now, you know, once again, now this if you're out there, you're thinking, man, I'm going for the I'm going for the uh, world record on something. I'm going to the state fair. Mm-hmm. I want some ribbons here. Those that aren't so good, I'm sure they're kind of loading them up for the pumpkin chumpkin festival that's going to be happening. <laughs> and they're going to see how far they can sling them. Right. But, you know, it's kind of a fun way to think about it. Well, imagine that this pumpkin farmer, he's going up and down the row and he notices something catches his eye and there's a glistening. And he looks off to the left and there is a 16 ounce mason jar that's on the ground. And inside this jar is this orange mass. And the closer he gets to this jar, he realizes that one of his pumpkin seeds has made its way into the jar. There was just enough nutrients in the jar for the seed to actually take place. It had been connected to others. And so the actual pumpkin began to grow inside the jar. And when it came time for for harvesting, there's actually a pumpkin inside the jar. Now, the same seed that had produced eight, 10, 12 pound pumpkins, he was harvesting. But when he comes to the seed that's inside the jar, the pumpkin is literally only the size of the jar. Mm. The pumpkin inside this, this mason jar hasn't grown outside of or larger than the jar because the jar has constrained the growth of the pumpkin. The pumpkin couldn't reach its maximum potential. Yes. I mean, the seeds that it had come from were 10 times the size of it, but this particular pumpkin was was stifled by the container that was there, the lids that were there. It's a story that when you begin to translate that story to our leadership right. within churches and the way churches operate, we got jars all around us right. that's keeping our churches, keeping us as leaders and keeping our churches from fulfilling God's potential for our church. Yes. And and that's crazy. Right. But but it's so easy for it to happen, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So easy. So here's our reality. As a leader, there's jars. There's jars for our church. And we really begin to ask the question. What do these jars represent? What do some of these jars represent? So, what do you think, Gary? What do you think some? What do you think some of the? What do you think some of the answers are when a when a ministry leader is like asks this question? Okay, what are the jars that are keeping your church from being from having vitality, from being vibrant, from you know cultivating growth and health? What do you think some of those answers we start to hear? I want to love your guess on one or two of them. Well, if the if the leader is honest with themselves, they're going to say the problem's me. Um, yes, but, but yes. Ra- rarely but they're they, not they, usually. They, they're not usually. They'll start blaming their <laughs> no. staff or or the church right. member or the the area or yeah. don't have enough money. It's our programming. It, it could be many it. jars. Yeah, you nailed it, man. We've done this, and I've done this once, and I I think I counted up that the church named like seventy five different jars. That's crazy. Like, you know, tradition, power, pull. Ace, you know, <laughs> lack of funding. I mean, you know, right. we don't have enough parking. We don't have enough seating. We don't have enough 
I mean, every every jar. And by the way, many of those are absolute valid. So it's not right. always about <laughs> making excuses, right? You know, but it you know the reality becomes that we really half the half the challenge in coming to a place of vitality mm-hmm. is really understanding that there's an issue. There is a spider webs of a spider web of issues that it that no silver bullet that you kind of brought up a minute ago, right? The <laughs> right. church leaders look for typically speaking, there's no one single silver bullet that's gonna right. actually solve that problem, right? The church. And man, it's it's a big wake-up call of just kind of awareness. Mm-hmm. I'll go one more step on this, Gary. Yeah. It's uh it's also a bit therapeutic. Right. It's also a bit therapeutic. You know, you you got ministry leaders, you know, volunteer lay staff leaders, and they really are naming these things that kind of are holding them back. Mm-hmm. And um and where it goes from being therapeutic to coming to a point to where it is almost a um a sense of renewal and revival. Yeah. When you when you keep pushing with the questions and say, okay, what's at stake? What's at stake if we don't break those jars? Right. What's at stake? And you know, it's like this reality check that comes in. I think it's uh it's important. So when we're talking about like revitalization in these in these jars, so so yeah. how how would I guess Exano step into that space and actually serve the church and the pastors and, and get them to have a kind of a self-discovery aha moment of, wow, we got jars. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. And that, that, that is the, that is that beginning part, right. Of kind of stepping into it. And there really isn't the the one fast answer of going, okay, and here's your solution to that. <laughs> right. Boom. We're done. Right. See you later. I mean, it really, it, it really is the beginning process of change management process, a spiritual a spiritual renewal process where you're making a commitment to go and listen, what's at stake is the kingdom of God is at stake. And we can't keep doing things the way we're doing them and expect different results. Yeah. Amen. And so we've got to, we've got to make a commitment to break the jars. So I'm going to tell you this before I fully answer your question. It just popped in my head. We were, I was doing this exercise with a church member collect contextual, right? Right. With a church out West. The ministry leaders, as we name the jars, we actually have, everybody actually has a mason jar and we put an orange balloon in it. They got to blow up a balloon in a mason jar, right? And so the (laughs) the balloon only gets as big as the mason jar. It can't get any bigger, right? right? Even though it could get to like, I don't know, like a, you know, 24 inch diameter balloon, but it only, it's a real small balloon. Well, these ministry leaders are so committed to breaking the jars in their church and, and making some tough decisions that they went and they they lined up all of the jars out on a fence fence line outside the back of the church. And of course, man, listen, it's Montana. <laughs> Everyone is packing something, right? right? right. So they're going to their vehicles and it's a shooting practice out there. And they're just shooting up the jars, breaking the jars <laughs> and, and symbolically going, we're going to, we're going to get rid of these jars. Right. And we're going to step into a commitment. So what Exano does as that commitment is being made, is we partner with the church, with the ministry leader, and we begin to walk them methodically through the process of not just what it means to remove those caps and those barriers, but how do we come through and how do we help the the church think differently? Mm. How do we help the church uh, begin to vision different, to be able to see itself different? And then we begin to walk them through in a process of that beautiful new identity, that new direction, 
Uh, we call it the, you know, stunningly clear identity, right? And that absolute compelling drawing vision that just moves people toward it. And we'll, we'll move them through that process over the next several months. We'll do a series of exercises on that. Oh, it's so good. So you talked about before about clarity and, and so yeah, I yeah. want to kind of bring, bring this together. So with, with yeah, clarity, sure. how could you help say a pastor or the leadership when they, they kind of hit their, their wall? Yeah. So the qu- question would be like, how would, how would a pastor know if they even hit a wall? Some pastors don't even yeah. know they hit the wall. They just have a headache. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, man, that, that is a, uh, that's a great question because, uh, you know, certainly, certainly self-awareness, and we kind of touched on that a little bit on the front end. Right. Self-awareness is a pretty big thing here, but sometimes you need a little help understanding there's some self-awareness. So, uh, if it's cool with you, I'll push along a, yeah. uh, a little quiz that we do. It's called a clarity, clarity quiz. Yeah. Uh, it's a 15 make or break questions for church and ministry leaders. And you really just go down. It's about 15 questions. They're yes or no questions. So you kind of put on the put on the mark and, you know, questions like, you know, our, our staff prays together around one clearly defined goal. And we plan to reach that we plan to reach within the next year or so. Right. That's a question. It's like a yes or no. Right. Like, does your staff come together and do that? Right. <laughs> um, you know, an event is scheduled in the next six months to help our leaders see God's future for our church. You plan events for leaders to see that. It's a yes or no, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, in the last six weeks, have we intentionally talked about our mission, our values as a filter for decisions, right? So it's just 15 very tight questions that you have to introspectively answer uh, on behalf of your leadership, on behalf of your church. And when you're done with that little that little uh, questionnaire, there's a little bit of a scale, right? A little total scale. Right. It really kind of answers the question. Yeah, you know what? We are really, we're really killing it in a positive way toward this whole clarity thing. Like we're, you know, we we may even be a leading church in this world of clarity. If you're going to answer these with transparency, right? Right. But as you can imagine, on the other side of this. If a ministry leader, and oftentimes ministry leaders are doing this, they're unfortunately answering it, and the results are that vision vacuum that was the whole creation story for Exano in the first place, is that the pastor, the ministry leader, the church just has the vision vacuum, and they don't have the clarity. And there's no wonder that the church is struggling. Now, listen, not a silver bullet. Clarity is not the silver bullet. Clarity isn't everything, not a silver bullet, but what it does do is it changes everything. That's right. It gives you a new trajectory. That's what we get to do. We're so excited about, man, and I'm so pumped Mm. about being able to just talk with you guys about this today and just, you know, what God's got in store. No, that's good. So, so with that, with that quiz question, how, how can people get a copy of that or um, what do they need to do? They need to reach out. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, I'll, uh, I'll make that available. Um, uh, I'll send that to you if that's okay. Yeah, that'd be um, great. Gary, you can have that and use that as a download to those that are provide those for those that are subscribers, and then we can also um, uh, we'll have that on our uh, as a part of a follow up email as well. Yeah, for anybody who wants that, we'll be glad to email it straight to them. You can reach out to me at Jim at Exano dot com. It's just J I M at Exano A U X A N O dot com. I'll be happy to just email it to you super quick. Yeah. And uh, you can, it's really good to, t- to hand it out at like a team meeting. Yeah. Whether that's a volunteer lay leader team or a staff team meeting or something like that and get everybody to answer it at one time and then give everybody, get everybody to share their results from it. 
Yeah, that's really, really good. I would love to do this. I don't think I've ever done this on the church level, like the yeah. entire church. We've done it. We've done things similar on our staff. Right. And and even our team leads. But I'm wondering, like, where's the breakdown? Like, how far yeah. how far does the understanding go in the ministry right. line? That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the cascade effect, right? Whenever right. something begins to cascade, it it you know, it gets uh right. it, it loses its it loses its potency as right. it as it goes down, right? And so pastor can be super clear in his mind, but then <laughs> you know, it gets a little watered down as it yep. goes to staff, and then when it goes to staff to leaders, and then when it goes to leaders to the congregation, yes. next thing you know, they're like, Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. Well, listen, Jim, thanks so much for being a part of this yeah. podcast. I know this is one of many drips we're going to put out there. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm very excited to have you up here in New England and just see how yeah. many churches we can impact together. So we'll, we'll put everything in the uh, show notes. I just want to tell our listeners, thanks so much for listening to Vitalnomics, and we'll catch you next time. 